we would like to invite you to join us at the Stage for Change workshop put on by Leslie's Week and will be held at the Legacy Castle on September 16th, 2021 in Pompton Plains, New Jersey. The mission of this workshop is to give our Leslie's Week Stage for Metastatic Breast Cancer honorees a voice in their diagnosis, treatment, and living results by increasing their understanding of the language in communicating with those who treat them in their quest for longevity. This is an opportunity for attendees to gain an understanding of the unspoken frustrations of metastatic breast cancer patients. So you're invited to join us. Click the link in the show notes. It will take you to Leslie's Week website and you can purchase your tickets or sign up to receive notification for the 2022 event. Success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible Podcast. Wait until you meet this invincible guest. Dr. Nadia Brown is a sales strategist, consultant, trainer and sales firm founder who works with business owners, companies, and corporations to multiply revenue and awaken the consistent closer within your sales team using the consistent sales method. Nadia brings 15 years of experience in leadership, powerful conversations, achieving goals, and respect for people to develop a comprehensive sales process to increase closing rates and satisfied client retention. Nadia's clients have seen massive results, such as raising their rates, decreasing their refund requests, and doubling or tripling their annual review. Welcome, Nadia. It is so great to have you here on the She's Invincible podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh, I've been waiting. Like it's been like a month and a half, right? Has it really been that long? Well, if it hasn't, it feels like it. And (laughs) I am just so excited to have you here today. You are such a bright light showing up here in my favorite hot pink color. Thank you. You are branded. You are absolutely branded today for the She's Invincible podcast. And we are so excited to have you and learn from you and share you with our listeners. So let's jump in. Let's do this. Let's tell our listeners how you got where you are today and what makes you invincible. (laughs) When people, when I share this story, people look at me like, are you serious? But honestly, when I started my business nearly 10 years ago, 
I hated sales. I hated sales. I sucked at sales. I did not want to do it. Um, you know, all these different things around sales just really bothered me. And so to now lead a sales agency, people are like, wait, whoa, 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 what? What do you mean? And so it's true. I, I was horrible at sales. I really just wanted to help women. And I wanted to create this safe space and help them to be stronger leaders and shatter glass ceilings and all this kind of stuff. But obviously you and I know we need sales in order to grow our businesses. And so here I was at the book, flying around the country, speaking on stages, doing all kinds of amazing things. And my business was a hot, extra hot mess because I did not have the consistent revenue. And it just got to the point where I was literally hemorrhaging the money. And I was like, what am I going to do? And so I had to make a decision, Nadia, get it together. And so that began my journey of learning sales, improving my sales skills, and eventually to where we are today of leading a sales agency. Oh, I love it. I love it. So when you were young, what was your passion? You know, you oh said like you, you weren't great at sales. When you were a little Nadia, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, there were so many different things I thought about being um, a doctor, um, a lawyer. <laughs> but then when I was in high school and I started thinking about college, it was really an engineer, computer engineer or an accountant because I actually love math. But ultimately, I really love teaching. So my bachelor's degree is actually in computer engineering. That was that was where I started. And you are a doctor. So you actually <laughs> did make that little girl dream come true. I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's talk about that for a minute. Let's 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 talk about the story of that because that just is my one of my favorite stories of you. And and it just it just warms my heart. So you go ahead and tell that story. Oh my goodness. So how I became to be Dr. Nadia is my grandmother, my granny, uh, my mom's mom. We will not tell you we we're thickest thieves growing up to one of my dearest friends. And um, I was 17 and I always knew I was going to go to college. And so I'm trying to make these different decisions about which college and almost daily we was, you know, have this conversation about which college I would attend. And so this one particular day, granny decided to share the story of a second cousin that I have who also earned her doctorate and my granny was able to attend her graduation. Um, you have to understand my grandmother had like a third grade education. She was born in 1920 in Georgia, you know, so as an African-American woman, we kind of get what that scene looked like. And so um, education was such a big deal. And so she's describing this graduation and she's just like, there were just so many different colors um, at this graduation. I'm like, okay, that sounds great, granny not knowing what was coming. <laughs> and so she looks at me and she's like, Nadia, I want you to promise me that you will go get all the colors. And I'm 17, of course, <laughs> no big deal, granny, I got you. So I promised her that I would go get all the colors. And then fast forward several years, um, I just finished my master's degree. And shortly after that, I would say maybe two months after I finished my master's degree, my grandfather passed away. So my grandparents had been married for 60 years. My entire life, they were together. Talk about your world completely being rocked. But it was also that reality check that my grandparents will not be here forever. Um, my grandfather had already passed on. And I was like, wow, what would it be like 
to get all the colors while granny is still alive. And so that next year, I started my doctoral journey. I'm happy to say I got all the colors while granny was still alive. And it was such an honor. <laughs> oh, do you have a picture of you and granny when at I your do. graduation? Yeah, so we're going to need that. <laughs> we are totally going to need that. <laughs> That's amazing. What a story. So now I'm going to ask you, what makes you invincible? What makes me, it's that reminder. I think the strength of granny, knowing that I can do hard things is really big for me. And it's that reminder, like Nadia, even when the going gets tough, you, you can do this. Yes. Oh, I love it. I can do hard things. And I love what you said about when the going gets tough, you just set the stage because Today, we are going to talk about ending the cycle of feast or famine. And uh, that tagline, when the going gets tough, I can do hard things, right? Like, yes, can we speak to this? Can we speak to feast or famine and speak to how we're going to end that cycle? How you did that, how you teach others. And oh, I'm up for all the inspiration you have about this topic. Let's oh go. Oh gosh, it's such a it's such a thing. I think we when we're building our businesses, we're so sometimes singularly focused, and um, but we know we need that consistent cash flow to keep keep the business going, right? And one of the things that I feel happens is we spend a lot of energy getting the engine going, and then once it gets going, we take our foot off the gas, if you will. And then we divert our energy over here and we start, a lot of times it's client delivery, but this needs to keep going in order for our businesses to go. So the first thing is keep an eye on your numbers. I say, I sound like I'm preaching to the choir sometimes. I'm like, know your numbers. I was that person, stick your head in the sand. I didn't want to say, la, 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 la. I don't want to look at my numbers. I don't want to deal with this. I know it's a mess, but we have to know our numbers. Knowing your numbers is so powerful. Your numbers tell a story. You can start to see trends, but you also know what you need to do. Sometimes it's not nearly as bad as we think it is, but when we don't know, we don't know. And so the story and the, our imaginations just get carried away. So knowing your numbers. Another thing is focus on consistency. Um, it can get hard sometimes because we get excited. I know I can get excited and I get a lot of ideas like a idea machine. <laughs> like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to, it's like, Ooh, focus. Right. And so focus and consistency are the things that are going to really help you as you're growing your business and to end that cycle of feast or famine. So you don't, and, and it doesn't mean that you don't, um, you won't have months that are higher than others, but what you don't want is like a hundred thousand this month and zero for the next three months, right? It's like you don't want that. You want a little right. bit more consistency. You don't want your highs and your lows to be so dramatic um, in your business. And so that is why consistency is important that you are building those relationships, having those consistent conversations, leveraging automation where you can to continue that for you. So a lot of times when I say follow-up or relationship building, people immediately think, that we have to, you know, have consistent or constant, I should say, Zoom calls or sales conversations on the phone or whatever. And that's not necessarily the case. Technology, email newsletters, you know, different sending things in the mail, those different touch points to let your prospects and even your clients know that you care and that you're thinking about them really helps to continue to build and nurture those relationships. You have to really start thinking long-term, think consistent, don't just think in spurts, 
and and put together a cohesive plan to really support you. Um, and the one other thing I would add is to really think long term, think in game. Don't just think about you know what's happening right this second. Um, take a moment to slow down and pause. I think we're so busy all the time implementing and doing these different things that we don't take a moment to slow down, pause, put together a plan, and then move forward. Um, and I know it can feel scary. I've been there. Like, how do I, if I stop or if I slow down, I'm going to lose all my momentum and I'm never going to make any money. And it's not true. It feels that way sometimes, but that's not true. <laughs> You just gave a big gift to women around the world by telling them that, right? You get, I mean, how many times I could tell you at night, like it's two in the morning and I'm like, I can't stop. And I, if I lose this momentum, right, I won't feel like this in the morning. And so I'll stay up till ridiculous hours of the night, like holding on to that thought. And then I pay yes. for it the next day. But okay. it's like, we do, we convince ourselves, right, that we can't stop, but we have to stop. Yes. We have to stop, right? Yes. So. Let me ask you a question about feast or famine. Um, I would love to talk a little bit about the mindset around that, right? Mm. So like how, you know, we're in the, we're in it, right? We're all in it and we're doing the thing and we see that momentum coming. And then, like you said, we, we have like the sudden urge to like, okay, I got that plate up in the air, right? Then run over here now. So like, what would you say about, you know, how mindset plays into feast or famine? Ooh, this is a good one. Well, one is our unwillingness to ask and receive help. It's a big one. And so part of our mindsets, and I say our, because Lord knows I've been there, <laughs> is, um, you know, I, I have to do it all myself if I want it done right. Um, no one, you know, is going to take care of it the way I would. Like all the stories that we tell ourselves that get us caught in this cycle of trying to do all the things all the time. And the truth is, for many of us, I dare say, when we have such huge visions, we cannot do all the things all the time. You just cannot do it. It's not feasible. Your vision is too huge. When you think about a skyscraper and how there are massive structures, have you ever seen a skyscraper built by a single person? Ever? Never. No, never. And, and you, if you, if someone were to tell you, you know what, I'm going to go build a skyscraper tomorrow and I'm going to do it all by myself. You would crack up laughing. Like you are insane, but we do it. We have these massive visions of what we want to do, the impact we want to have. And then we're like, Oh, I got it. Me and my laptop. And we're going to go off and change the world all alone. And it's like, seriously. So I think that that's a huge mindset shift for us is to ask and receive the support we need to help see our visions come to pass. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. So let's talk about your book. Oh my gosh. So your book, Leading Like a Lady, How to Shatter Your Inner Glass Ceiling with Dr. Nadia Brown. Amazing. I have to tell you, if you look at this book, see how it's all bent back? When I read, when I read a book, every time I hit something that I want to remember or go back to, I fold the bottom page. Every other page is folded. Oh, crazy, right? But what I really love, and I'm so excited to dig into this, is you're selling like a lady courage diary. Oh my gosh. I read the book and there was so much in there. And then I thought, wow. So I am actually starting a new journey this week as well in my business. And yes. so 
this, I saved this so that I could start with this diary and I'm going to start documenting and really like digging deep. I'm so excited for it. So tell us about the journey of writing the book. Like it, it is amazing. If you're listening right now, you've got to click the show notes and hit the link and order this book. It is, I read the whole thing in just a few hours. I never put it down. Like literally I took it out in the hot tub and I stayed there until I was done. <laughs> so tell us about the book, what inspired it? What can people expect to learn in the book? And then what prompted this fabulous diary? Oh my gosh. So leading like a lady was really about women in leadership. So like I mentioned earlier, when I started my business, that was my primary focus. My doctorate is in leadership. I'm really fascinated about leaders, particularly women leaders. Um, and at the time, many of my clients were still in corporate. They were in the corporate world, not so much business owners. And so it was really about redefining what it means to be a lady, redefining what it means to be a powerful woman in leadership, um, but then also challenging the things that internally hold us back. We hear a lot about the external glass ceilings, some even call it concrete ceilings. But I have found that a lot of times, because of those things, those stories we've heard, maybe incidents we've seen, or even experience, that we start to hold ourselves back. So for example, I remember a woman that I had the opportunity to work with. Um, she wanted to go after this position, significant raise, significant opportunity. She was super excited about it. And you know what she did? She told herself no, and she never even applied for it because of her own self-talk. So she took herself out of the game and out of that opportunity. And she doesn't know what would have happened, but she allowed that to, you know, to really deter her. And so that book is designed to help women get out of their way, move past imposter syndrome, and really step into their power as leaders. Um, then we have the courage diary. <laughs> Oh, so good. <laughs> okay. So the good. Courage Diary. It's so funny. So that's a whole story too. The Courage Diary was actually, a, is actually a companion to a book that's coming, but it was published first. Um, it's a resource. So Courage Diary. One of the things that I experienced and I found to be very challenging on my journey to learn sales and really get better at it was I felt like my coaches at least that I experienced has so much focus and emphasis on the close, you know, got to get the credit card, got to get the credit card, that there wasn't a whole lot of acknowledgement around the courage it took for me to pick up the phone and show up to that call in the first place. And so I felt like it was almost like a double whammy. If I had a sales call and the person didn't say yes, for whatever reason, and then I went back to my sales coach and I was like, well, here's what happened. And then I would get, you know, I would be coached. But I would now receive feedback, but I left those calls often feeling deflated, like, you know, I failed and it just added to my stress and anxiety, which did not help me get better at all. And I wanted to shift that because honestly, we really don't have control over when or if someone says no, we can show up and do our part and we can extend the invitation. But ultimately that is that decision is theirs. And, and I think we should respect and honor that. And so when I started teaching sales, I wanted to acknowledge the fact that it took, you had the courage to do it in the first place. You had the courage to show up. You had the courage to get to do the work that it took to even get a sales conversation on the books. You did your part. 
You extended the invitation. And now let's celebrate that on this journey. And now you have a diary to document lots of different things. One is really around your emotions. What comes up, you know, what came up for you during that call so that you can pay attention to any trends. But now you have a document of all the times you had the courage to show up. And that is what the Courage Diary is all about. I love it. The only thing I would do on this is put a lock on it. (laughs) I was like, what if somebody finds it, right? Like I'm going to start writing like my deep, deep, deepest, darkest secrets in here. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I need a lock and key, sister. Let's work on that for the next. Let's work on that. I'll write that down. Lock and key. Lock and key version 2.0, right? When I'm gone, I want this thing burned. (laughs) Actually, it would actually be really something cool to leave behind for other people to learn from, right? Like Mm -hmm. to document that. Yeah, of that journey. But yeah, I just, I'm like, it's a diary. And I love the high heel glass slipper. Like you are speaking my language. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So we're going to shift for a second because this is something I really want to um, talk about. It, it, I am seeing so many questions around from, from entrepreneurs that are moms, right? Ever since this pandemic broke out, um, there, there's questions about like, how do you do it? Right. How do you, how do you have a work schedule and you're home and you have kids and like all the things. And so I would love for you to share your story, um, of motherhood and then, and then how you do it, like give us your secrets as well, uh, to, yeah. So what that looks like and, and how I know it's like a forever thing, right? That you're, you're always pursuing the greatest version of motherhood. Oh, right? man. Motherhood is one of the most challenging assignments I've ever received. And, and because I didn't, you know, I've never been pregnant and given birth. So then there's that. And honestly, I was, my husband and I were quite happy, you know, with our lives being childless. <laughs> we got to that point in our marriage. We're like, you know, we're good. And then I, I, I would say God has a sense of humor in 2019, <laughs> all kinds of things, even before the pandemic, it was like the great setup, if you will. Um, uh, we ended up with two of our nieces. Actually, there were two. We had two of our nieces that came at the time. They were 13 and three. So talk about massive. Ch- we were like, whoa, whoa, what? Uh, <laughs> so, and I feel like once we had kind of, were kind of, you know, wobbling our way through this, then the pandemic hits and you're like, what the... I literally just sat on my couch one day with some snacks. Like, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know what's happening to my entire life right now. Um, but I know we need to get it together. Uh, my older niece actually ended up going back to Florida. So we're now with one. Uh, she's now five. And um, we are in the process of adopting her. She is an amazing gym. Oh my gosh, she keeps me on my toes. But it has been quite the journey of figuring out business and motherhood and, you know, and even going through the, do I even get the right to say that I'm a mom since I didn't give birth? Or like all that head trash that you're dealing with, it's like, oh my goodness. So how do I do it? One is I have an amazing husband and I quickly learned that I needed to ask for help where we could, when we could receive it. So there were virtual play dates when we couldn't, you know, commune together. Um, just, you know, just take the laptop, please. And give me a moment to go sit down somewhere. And, you know, having that support system. And with business, I've actually, it's actually been a blessing, honestly, to become a mom because it forced me 
to tighten up those areas in my business that I was allowing to slide because I could. Um, and so now I have the opportunity to shift those things so that work stops at a certain time and Lyric can have her undivided time and, you know, my husband can get his time in and or whatever. Um, but one of the greater things is I have this opportunity when it comes to legacy to show her and even my other nieces and nephews a different way. And so I remember when the girls first came here, TT works from home. <laughs> you know, Uncle Toby goes away to work. And it was a huge shift. They're like, you're here. Why can't we play? Why can't we watch movies? Like, what is happening? And it slowly sank in like, oh, wait, there's a new opportunity here that we don't have to only get a job outside the home. And so my older niece, although she's not with us here physically in, in Arizona anymore, she'll still text me or, you know, send me ideas like, TT, I think I want to start this business. Or TT, can you help me with this? Or, you know, what about this idea? And Lyric the other day is like, Auntie Nadia, I'm going to go to college. And I'm like, well, first we have to start with kindergarten. You know, like, let's, let's slow things down a little bit. And so it has been an absolute joy. Um, I still haven't figured everything out. So it, it looks a lot of times very messy. And it's a lot of what is happening right now. But it's just been such a huge blessing. Oh, that is so fun. And as you're speaking, I'm thinking, you're a doctor, you're a mother, you're a wife, you're a business owner. Oh, my goodness. And when you were saying, like, they all want a piece of you, right? Like, yes. that is exhausting, isn't it? Just even thinking it about it, it's exhausting. Yes. Like, how do you do that? So I can see, you know, where these entrepreneurs are, are coming from, you know, with having young kids and really trying to figure it out. And so thank you for that. And yes, it is messy. And I think like, you know, when you're dealing with these toddlers and they're having like meltdowns, it's like, don't you know I'm a doctor, right? Like, <laughs> like why are we having this conversation today? They don't care. <laughs> yeah, you are not a doctor in their eyes. You, you are not. You are just, you're just, I don't know what, right? The, the fun one. So that is so fun. And so congratulations on your adoption. And, you know, it's good God has other plans, right? Because sometimes we think we know better, but this, this may be the, the biggest, most exciting change of your life that you never planned. Uh, yes. But because God knew better, he He brought it to you anyway. We can't stop God, right? Nope. We cannot <laughs> stop God. He, you will have what he wants you to have. Oh, yeah. Uh, in spite of ourselves and even the crazy things. So thank you so much for sharing that. I love that. And so this book, oh my gosh, and this journal, this diary, it's to me, it's a journal too, right? So just to document, <laughs> like all the things. So love, love, love you guys. Click the show notes, hit the link, order the book. You will love it. This has been so fun. Let's tell our listeners where they can find you. So you can find me at my website, uh, thedoyanagency.com. That'll be in the show notes as well on how to spell that. Yes. <laughs> yep, that's, that's where we'll be, thedoyanagency.com. And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder
founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. Awesome. Awesome. So Nadia, you know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners, we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs. We are going to unpack it. We're going to give them some knowledge in the expert zone of genius that they can put into use right now. And you just did that so wonderfully. And I thank you so much for that. But we're not done. We also promise them that we are going to let them in behind the scenes. You know, Women are constantly comparing themselves and they look at you. Oh my gosh, this beautiful, bright, shining light, right? Just just unbelievable. Your, your, Your light comes to the room before you do. It is amazing. Your smile, your the makeup, the hair, the hot pink, like, oh my gosh, all the things. But when people see you, they think because you're all of that, that they can't have it because they're not maybe, maybe they're not like you. And you know, the thing is they want your success, but they never want to pay the price you paid. And you know, when we look at you today, we don't see that price, right? That price is not on you. You know, you, the price is what brought you to where you are and and made you who you are, right? It gave you everything you needed. And that's what we want them to understand. So today we're going to pull back the curtain and we're going to share some stories of your journey. Of We want to hear it all. We want the good. We want the bad. We want the ugly. We know that the, you know, the greatest success comes with the greatest ugly, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, as you go through it, you're, you're not feeling like, oh, I'm so grateful for this horrible time, right? But on the other side of it, right? The other yeah. side of it, we we find this gratefulness of how it made us who we are, how it brought us to where we are, and how we're able to impact others because of it. And yeah. we're going there right now. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Oh, love it. Love it. So let's start with the good. Share with us some of the good part of your journey to this success. Oh my gosh. One, you know, I've gotten to go really cool places met some amazing people. But more importantly, I think just the ability, what I've been able to help my clients achieve. I had a client recently, and she just shared again, um, how this year, 2021, already in the first half of the year, she's brought in more revenue than all of 2020. And 2020 was a record year for her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, this is amazing. It is amazing to see, you know, that my me going through my own journey, I now get to support my clients and and building their dreams and the impact that it has um, on their lives. My clients are going to different countries and taking their families on vacations that they once only dreamed of. And now they're living it is just, it does my heart really good. Oh, and, and then you, you know, they're looking at you like, because of you, I'm living my dream, right? Not that you did it for them, but you led them, right? That's what great leaders do. They need 
people to places they never imagined that they could go. And so, yeah, you're able to do that through this business. I love that. Oh, that feels so good. So it's such a big impact. Yeah. So, so let's talk about the band. I mean, we can't, there's an elephant in the room, right? (laughs) Yeah. There's always bad. Oh yeah. my gosh. I don't think we have enough time for all the bad, but what is well, pick one? Pick yeah. one. You pick know, one. sales has a bad rep. You, people don't look kindly on salespeople. I think that that reputation is what oftentimes impacts us when we're trying to build our businesses and we're like sales and it just, it's not a fun thing. So even as I was transitioning in my business and we decided to do this pivot, I had to have that hard conversation again with myself, like, do I want to do this? Like, do I really want to shift from a focus just on leadership to now talking about sales and embracing all that comes with that? You know, feeling like when I walk in a room, people are going to be like, oh, that's your sales girl. You know, and that's what my entire business is about. Um, And so just working through that entire process, even internally to step boldly into that has been a challenge, but we all know it. Sales does not have a bad, does not have a great reputation. Um, no one wakes up and says, I want to be a salesperson. <laughs> no. And I'm like, nope, I'm gonna do it. Let's make it happen. That's amazing. That that is really amazing. You know, and and I I do believe that like people don't want to be sold, but everybody wants to buy, right? Yeah. Like look around at just what you have on your body, right? Like right. We purchase this stuff, right? So we want to buy, we want that experience, but we don't want to be sold. And I think that that's the, the, that bad rap that people, you know, have with sales and it comes mm-hmm. in different forms. Uh, but I think we have to remember too. And like, I'm sure you want to share, like, how did you come to that realization? Just on the process, during the process, I would say I um, I had the opportunity of having these conversations with people and realizing, like you said, people want to buy, they don't want to be sold. And you're having these conversations and you invite people to take this next step and they say yes, and they keep doing it. And then one day I look back and I'm like, wait a second, that's it. Like that was my eureka moment. That's it just having conversations. I have been making this way bigger than it had to be. And that was one of the things that shifted everything for me. And that's part of my passion. And my mission is to help shift that for other women as well. I love that. And you know, obviously, that's the formula, right? If you're selling, it is all about how many conversations you're having. It's not about any of those other things that we get caught up in. Like, am I saying the right thing? Am I doing, you know, is, yeah, did I put my hands this way instead of this way? Like, right. you know, like, like, no, just have the conversations and have them with the people that need what you have and they will yes. say yes, right? Yep. Uh, and, and really like, and I, I say this all the time, is like, they just, they're really buying you. Like if they love you, if they adore you, they, they'll just follow you anywhere. Yes. And if, if, if that means sales, then that means sales. Right. Mm-hmm. But, oh, I love that, that you said that. Okay. And now we have to talk about the ugly. Oh my gosh. So earlier I kind of glossed over this, so we're going to go a little bit deeper. So I talked about my company and it was hemorrhaging money. Um, that's one thing. The other thing that I didn't share um, is 
I'm a big visionary. And so I was at a point where I could see the vision of what I wanted to create. So I was starting to build my team. And, but I wasn't financially ready. My business just wasn't there yet with the consistency of the revenue. And I was in that horrible position of owing people money. Not just some random person, like a company that you don't talk, like people that have worked closely with me, people that I'm now friends with. And I had to have those horrible conversations of, I don't even know how I'm going to fix this. Um, I don't know when I'm going to be able to turn it around. Um, I'm going to have to let you go. Basically a layoff. Like it was horrible. It was a horrible feeling. It was a horrible experience. And I lived, I survived. I didn't die. (laughs) I paid my debts. So I'm good. Um, But, you know, going through that and just dealing with the shame Um, The embarrassment, it felt like the entire world knew what was happening, although they didn't. Um, But it just felt that way. And really kind of breaking through all of that, being able to not only pick myself back up, but be willing to get back out there visibly and be courageous and confident, knowing that I'd lived through that experience. So not allowing the residue of that, if you will, to taint my future success. It took quite a time. I think that was probably the hardest part of getting through that. It's just, you never go into business wanting to hurt anyone, um, especially people you care about, people who have seen your vision have come alongside you to help build your vision. And now you're here in this place. Um, that was that was so, so heartbreaking for me. And I will add though, that I don't know that I would now be leading a sales agency had I not gone through that. And so- you know, while it was definitely a horrible experience, and I can definitely tell you that when I was in it, I was not like, oh, I'm going to learn so many lessons from this. Um, there was, you know, it, it was it was rough. But looking back, yeah, you know, it, it got me to where I am today. It also gives me that additional compassion, I believe, when women are like, I don't know how to do this or how do I turn this around or how do I really step boldly into that? I could share you know, my own experience and what that really felt like. And so it just gives me a different, it gives me a different point of view for what they're experiencing. And knowing that if you're seeing me, that you can survive, you you will come out on the other side. You know, it doesn't have to take you out. Um, and it can actually, you know, at the end of the day, be for your good and for your benefit. That's amazing. That is amazing. I love, love, love that. Yeah, and that just ties so much in with the feast or famine, right? And yes. one thing for sure, once you walk that journey, you never walk that journey again, right? No. You know, <laughs> like you're like, I don't know everything, but this one thing I know is I'm never going to go there again. again. Yes. And that keeps you on your toes with your strategy to continue to grow and to never be complacent, right? Yes. Because yeah, because that you, you're either you're either growing or dying, right? <laughs> <laughs> like those are the two choices here. Well, this has been so much fun, so much fun. And before we say goodbye, I just want to ask you, how would you most like to be remembered? Ooh, I would most like to be remembered for my courage. Yes. And you will. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You will, even just in your writing of your book, right? Of of that, that that is the name of the book, right? Is selling like 
a lady courage diary. Thank you. Yes. And it does take a courageous woman to do all the things you've done. And, um, and I have one more question too. Are you already talking to your daughter? I'm going to call her your daughter about her getting her colors. Oh yeah. We've already started that conversation. <laughs> okay. Cause you know, this is really important. We have to keep this legacy going for yes. now. Oh my gosh. Well, listen, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. To our listeners, I have no idea where you are in your life or your business, but girl, if you are face down on the ground right now, get back up, get back up, girl. You can do it. Tell them Nadia. Yes. Get back up, girl. You can do it. <laughs> yes. Get up, get up. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.